On my door, a dull brass plate says, Private Detective. The few friends I have call me Carnby. The others call me The Reptile. Welcome to Do You Want to Keep Playing? <laughs> a podcast about first impressions. Each week, we'll try the opening 30 minutes of a game, then ask the question, do you want to keep playing? I'm Ben. And I'm Jono. And this week's game is... Alone in the Dark! Hey, Mr. Jono. Hey, man, how's it going? Hey, I'm going pretty alright. I mean, it's a bit of a rainy day here. In the it's good horrible. old yeah. U- UK of, well, that's it, really. It's not the US of A or anything, but yeah, <laughs> UK of A. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's going okay. Uh, roof shenanigans aside, yeah, dear, life is life has been going along. Do you know what? Actually, let's get straight into this, buddy. Mm. Sorry, how are yes. you? How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I've got something so exciting that I want to talk to you about that I've not been talking to you about in the preamble. Oh, I, 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 sorry, I jumped the gun there with my normal Go, no. etiquette of, of how is my, my friend. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. I'm fine. Just, You're fine. You know, You're fine. <laughs> short, cool. short, lo- short answer. I'm fine. There's not, there's not a lot else to say in these days of lockdown. In the, no, no. I've, I've, what have you done? Nothing. I've, nothing. Gone, I've gone nowhere. I've done nothing. <laughs> um, I, I watched a movie this week uh, and Ooh. I wonder if you've seen it. It's called Ad Astra. It's uh, it's got Bradley Pitt in it. I have not seen it. Uh, I've been quite curious to watch it because apparently it's kind of bonkers. I think the trailer undersells mm. what kind of movie it is because you watch the trailer and you're like, oh, that looks like kind of a fun actiony sort of thing with a bit mm. of you know a bit of seriousness there. And actually, yeah. it's not. It's just really a character study about a person. It just so happens to be set in space. <laughs> And oh, okay. um, yeah, th- there are action moments and things like that, but it's not really your Armageddon or or your uh, Event Horizon or anything like that. Yeah, it's it's more of, and I've not seen it, but I imagine it's more like Solaris, that kind of thing. Sure, more of a character study yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah. But I really wanted to talk to you about it, and I guess now I can't. So your homework for this week is to go and watch the 4K version of Ad Astra, because it is a beautiful, beautiful film. Mm. And I, I kind of wonder what your viewpoint on it would be, because uh, yes. I, I know what mine is now. But okay, aside from that, the other thing, and this is mm. a really exciting one that I watched, was The Terror, the, the Ridley Scott the TV series thing. Have you seen this at oh. all? No, how was that? Man, you're really killing me on these, um, these pop culture references <laughs> this Sorry, week. Sorry, man. Sorry. <laughs> it's, um, it was amazing. It's the best thing I've seen this year, I think, and that oh, does wow. include... That does include, of course, our favourite WandaVision. Wow, that's interesting. I'll I'll have to put, put that. I didn't even know that was a thing. So um, yeah, I'm slipping in my old age. Clearly, it's. I, I remember seeing the trailer for it maybe a year and a half ago or something. It's quite old, and mm. it's, it's finally found its way onto BBC Two, and they just released all okay. the episodes at once. And I just binged it completely in in the way that I can these days. Obviously, I can't yeah. really binge things properly, thanks to you know family. But um, sure. Sure. but it's uh, it was really really enjoyable. Well, not enjoyable, but it was really impressive. And hey, that's my recommendation for the week. What what have you been up to then, buddy? If you've not been seeing things or watching things, or oh, I've been whatever. watching things, just not the same oh. things you've been watching. Damn. So I, I I've been playing, still playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Just oh just yeah, chipping chipping away at that. Nothing new to report. You found any trolls yet? No. Well, 
No, no, no. No? You found the Flirtkin? No. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about now. <laughs> I don't know either. Okay. Other media-wise, yeah. I watched Bad Boys for Life. Oh, how's that? Which um, I've been meaning to watch for a long time, and I finally got around to it, and it's kind of amazing. It's, really? Yeah, yeah, it's... It, it's like genuinely well directed and like the action scenes are really well constructed. It yeah. made me laugh out loud several times throughout its runtime. It's got a coherent story. Oh my word. So, Better than Bad yeah, Boys 2 then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't, it's not like, I remember when the first Bad Boys came out, it was genuinely a bit of a breath of fresh air. I mean, before we all got kind of bored of Michael Bay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. And then, and obviously it's a lot more restrained than he got. Um, and then Bad Boys 2 was very much the, I can't believe they gave the money to do this film where it's just like, what's happening? <laughs> oh, they're going to blow up a village now. Okay, cool. Yeah. But this one is just, it's just, it's good. Wow. <laughs> so highly recommended. I, I really enjoyed it. I way more, maybe it was low expectations, but yeah, I enjoyed it way more than I thought it would. I'll endeavor to give it a watch. Yeah, it's been on my yeah. list for a while, but I've not managed to um, get to it yet. Yeah. And the other thing we watched is this show on Netflix called Behind Her Eyes which is just kind of, on the face of it, kind of a schlocky, <laughs> soapy thriller. Right. And then around episode four, it's only a six-part series, and it's like, it's just done, it's one and done. Yeah, um, sure. And around episode four, it goes completely bonkers. Oh. In a way that I could not see coming, and just had, and then it just carried on going even more bonkers. And I was like, well... There you go. That's I can't well, tell you whether it's good or not because I'm not sure. But it's it's certainly different. Behind <laughs> behind her eyes is that? Yeah, yeah. Um, who's has it got anyone famous in it at all, or is it uh, attached? Not, to Not no, famous? not not really. No, no. Just no. just a just 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 a thriller. But yeah, it's 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 pretty mad. Okay. Yeah. Also, it's it's all uh, it's all in Dolby Vision, so it looks absolutely incredible Ooh. as well. Like just from a. The, the quality of this is amazing sort of thing that sounds right up my street because if it's a, a limited part series mm. <laughs> that won't take a year to get through without yeah. several seasons to get through that, as yeah, i that's, said that's perfect the first three episodes are a bit like oh this is fine it's just kind of i've seen this type of show low you know before it's just like a kind of weird thriller everyone's a yeah. bit sketchy and i don't really know what's going on sort of thing yeah and then it just goes wild <laughs> to the point where i was like what <laughs> <laughs> excellent okay um I'll, i will try and check that out and and also the nice. bad boys for life and i'll report back in two weeks time <laughs> do you know of course there's um something else really exciting happened over this little period mm. of time that we haven't haven't been speaking to you dear listeners and that is that wandavision did reach its climactic finale and it did. i suppose this friday it will be for everybody the the Falcon and the Winter Soldier will be starting. How exciting. Yes. I think it's going to be a bit more of an action-y sort of globetrotty, tra- more traditional Marvel-y sort of thing, perhaps. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think so too, yeah. I've been, I watched Captain America the Winter Soldier at the weekend. It was one of those mm-hmm. things where... Uh, Classic. I actually had a glass of wine as well, Jono, if you Ooh. can imagine such a thing. My word. <laughs> my, my dear wife had gone to bed and I just kind mm. of, I had Disney Plus up and I was like, what shall I, shall I just watch like, a bit of something... And, uh, and you know, it's like when you've got a glass of wine in your hand and you start watching yeah. a Marvel thing, you watch the whole, whole dang thing and then you regret it in the morning because you've got to get up <laughs> at 5.30. <laughs> oh, but Winter Soldier is excellent. It's such a good film. It still holds up. It's still amazing. Mm. And, um, and it's really nice just to reconnect with those, those sort of characters as well because it's the first time you sort of see Falcon 
in the MCU. Yes. And it's kind yeah, of yeah, the yeah, of first time you see the Winter Soldier, even though Bucky is in the Captain America, the first Avenger. And it's uh, it's just a, it's nice just to sort of reconnect with those guys before we're going to go off on this adventure with them. Uh, just to refresh mm. the old the old memory box. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, that's, that's, I, I, that, that's, that was probably a very good idea. Also, probably Civil War as a nice um, refresher as well. But That's next um, on the hit list if I get time yeah. before, before get time. the Soldier comes out. Yeah, I suppose the, the, the point of bringing all this up, Jono, is that we will be yeah. doing a little special bonus episode for everybody. And uh, yes. where we where we're going to do a one division spoiler special? Yeah, we're going to do a yeah. little um, little spoiler special and drop it as a little bonus episode for for all you lovely people, all, all you MCU heads out there. Yeah, exactly. Don't worry about um, it if you're so, a DC head too much. You you probably wouldn't enjoy it. I don't know. Yeah, well, we might do one on the uh, the Snyder cut of Justice League, which oh, is out in a couple of weeks. I'm so I'm. Do you know what? I'm really looking forward to that now. I I don't know if I've just been caught up in this this wave of. I don't know, whatever it is that, that people are just sort of going, yeah, the Snyder Cut's going to be amazing. I'm just really interested and intrigued to see it. I don't know how you see it. Yeah, it's uh, it's so hard to, because, I mean, no one's ever, all the people who've been campaigning for years, there's no way in hell they're going to be like, it's bad. They're like, mm-hmm. even if it is literally just something exploding in slow motion for three hours, they're going to be like, this is a masterpiece because they, they can't, <laughs> they painted themselves into a corner. Yeah. People are already saying that, um, they, yeah. they're comparing screenshots, like, and one of them, I swear, was just a slightly desaturated version of the other. And it had like Justice yeah. League 2017. And the other one is like the Snyder Cut 2021. And they're like, oh my God, yeah. it looks so much better already. I'm like, you've changed the saturation. <laughs> Yeah, no, exactly. Um, and so I, I mean, I, I, even though I hate Batman vs Superman with a fiery passion, I actually generally am a big fan of Snack Snyder, and I like, I like most of his films a lot more than most people. So I want it sure. to be good. I mean, I think he fundamentally misunderstands Superman, and uh, but I like his Batman a great deal. You know, the problem with Batman vs Superman is it's someone misunderstanding Superman and wanting to do a Batman film but not being allowed. So it's just like, <laughs> okay, um, <laughs> this doesn't work. Do you know what the, the Snyder cut version of that, the director cut version of that, which yeah. uh, it adds about another forty-five minutes or something onto the yeah I've, I've watched it as well yeah uh, don't, don't, don't turn around to me and say oh it's way better it's not it's the same film only longer i i enjoyed it more um but i think Ugh. it's because i had my slightly forgiving glasses on that day sure so it's where, just an extra um, 45 minutes of absolute nonsense where it's like ah, <laughs> oh, you still didn't finish writing the script did you <laughs> uh, yeah it's, it's, it just makes no sense that film makes there's, no there's, sense. there's an awful lot of trying to and and this is something which we'll probably talk about in the one division spoiler special <laughs> spoilers for that uh there's <laughs> there's an awful lot of managing your expectations when it comes to superhero stuff that the other kind of genres don't really have this problem with because you know you've read the graphic novels you know so much about these characters you've seen them in other movies and stuff and so all that baggage comes with you when you watch mm. something so so everyone isn't coming from the same starting point like you watch ad astra and you're like i don't know what this is i mean i know who yeah. brad pitt is and i recognize his yeah. face but other than that i don't know anything about this movie or anything about the characters whereas you watch a movie like uh, like the justice league or batman versus superman and you bring with you the entire weight of your experiences with those characters from before and that is going to be vastly different for everyone so mm. so i i really think it's one of those one of those films where if you fully believe that batman should never ever ever kill anyone and superman is meant to be this you know shining beacon of happiness and glory and whatever else then you're you're gonna say see a completely different film to someone else who is maybe not as au fait with the DC universe or has a completely different take on who they think Batman is. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm excited, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> check I'm it out. Excited. I'm also really yeah. excited to check out his um his zombie film that's coming out because his yes. version of Dawn of the Dead was fantastic. Yeah, really, really good. I'm looking forward yeah. to that as well. You know, Batman vs Superman is a film that I've endured twice now, and I'm a hate with a passion. <laughs> so there's nothing to recommend apart from apart from the some of the stuff with Batman. Uh, and so, like, you know, I'm 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 just very wary about this. Yeah. Okay. This is the, maybe we should do a whole. Wait, maybe we should actually yeah. do a um a dc eu a spoiler cast yeah. at some point hey yeah. hey uh pod fans if you want us to do let that then please do get in touch and and also let us know what you're looking forward to and what you're not looking forward to about yes. all the different dc I and keep playing stuff. pod i keep playing pod thank you buddy hey enough yeah. of this um yes. horror from the future let's talk about mm. some horror from the past and go into this week's game what is it buddy this week we're doing um <laughs> that was <laughs> Nine... an amazing segue i know thank you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. amazing segue <laughs> <laughs> we're doing a 1992 class mm. pc classic alone in the alone in the dark i should oh, say oh no yeah i'm scared already what's uh hey, what's, what's the deal ben. with this one yeah hey yeah, ben sure. what do you know about the dark and being alone within it <laughs> Well, I know, dear dear Jono, that this is a mm. game that lots and lots of people really, really love. Yeah. And that I've never, ever played. And I know that Edward Carnby is the, well, is the series protagonist, but actually not the main protagonist on this game because there are two. Mm-hmm. And and that's pretty much it. I've never, I've never replayed really it and didn't really know that much about it, aside from it being a sort of a Resident Evil-ish type game. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's it. I, I, I played the the remake in 2000 and what was it? Six or seven, something like that. Yes. Which was yeah. a bit rubbish. They had it in the in the Codemasters video game library, didn't they? Uh, they did. We yes. There, and and yeah. I borrowed it for a weekend. I think I played it for a bit of Friday night and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Yeah, how about how about you, man? What's your experience with Alone in the Dark? Uh, pretty much just what what you've said. Um, yeah, it's uh, I when I was a uh, when I, when sort of I think it was Alone Dark two was mm. coming out. It was a big deal, like it was everywhere. Sure. Um, and I remember seeing because I didn't have a PC that could run that sort of um, you know those them sort of polygons. Uh, so I, I I was very like, um, oh, I'm not gonna be able to get that. But I remember seeing clips of it on like Games Master and stuff, and just being like, wow, that looks like the best thing ever i can't believe it and then so there was a lot of hype when the second graphics will never get better than this no never (laughs) (laughs) um and re the sort of later one um same thing i think i went a fan of the podcast rob who likes the remake because i'm pretty sure he's doing it to to annoy people but um he likes the remake (laughs) a lot uh and i remember watching him play it going to his house and just watching him play it for a bit but yeah. I never actually played it myself. But it just looked, aside from the um, DVD chapters thing, the same thing they were kind of repeated with with Alan Wake. It it oh, was yeah. just seemed like a you know a kind of standard survival horror to me. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I guess in that case, that's uh, that's going to put us both on um, you know slightly even footing going into this one. Indeed. Uh, so well, no- I guess now we've done our bona fides, buddy. Or lack thereof. Oh, oh, oh. Well, oh. I think actually, buddy, it's time we go into a little section that I call Educating Jono. Oh, a little bit spooky. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a little bit spooky at the end. Um, yeah. Say, Jono, did you know 
that initially this game was to feature two characters who were little more than teenagers, but because、mm. the graphics engine made the movements slow and cumbersome, the creators、yep. <laughs> decided to make the、uh, the two actors a man and a woman of a more advanced age. Because no one would believe it if these children were stumbling around like、uh, "quote unquote" zombies. More on that later, I'm sure. <laughs> More on that later, yeah. Yeah.、Um, but yeah, it's、uh, it would have been a very different game if it was two kids. More, yes. More of a sort、yeah. of、um, I can't even remember Sharp Boy and Lava Girl situation, perhaps. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I think it works better with the characters they've got. To be honest, it with you. does. It does. It really、yes. does. You can't do Cthulhu with kids. It's horrible. No. Say, Jono, did you know? After the success of the first game, Infogrames director wanted to take the game in a more actiony direction, which he actually did、uh, with the second one. The Alone in the Dark Two, people say, is a much more action sort of base game, a bit more like Resident、mm. Evil and that kind of stuff, and and、okay. and suffers from it. People prefer this first one because it does,、mm. you know, something a bit different. Yeah. And、um, because of this, the core team they disagreed and they left the company to found. Adeline Software, and they went、Ooh. on to make Little Big Adventure, which is a game I've I've heard of, but I've never played it before. But I sort、Ooh. of remember it. I think I've played Little Big Adventure. I'm sure. I yeah. Think it's, yeah. PC game. Yeah. It's sort of similar、yeah. to this, like a 3D、uh, narrative、yeah. based sort of situation. Yeah. Um. And that was that was actually the guy who created this game, the first one, and and the leads basically. So for Alone in the Dark, they pretty much. Had a fresh new team essentially,、ah. it, which would explain why it is、uh, not seen to be as as the better game. And lastly, Jono, did you know some sources on the internet incorrectly suggest that the story of the game was inspired by an urban legend? A man by the name of Edward Carnby spent a night in an old house by the name of Deserto to prove that it wasn't haunted. The following morning, it's reported that Carnby used a payphone to call someone called Gloria Allen, and according to a witness, he looked like he'd been fighting gators all night. Yeah, <laughs> but that's the urban legend. In reality, Carnby is actually based on the character John Carnby in Clark Ashton Smith's story *The Return of the Sorcerer*, which also has very, very strong ties to Cthulhu. So there's a whole lot of Cthulhu-y type horror、yeah. stuff going on around here. Uh, obviously, all inspired by each other and whatever. Imagine being attacked by gators all night. Oh, awful.、Um, sounds awful. Sounds <laughs> sounds like he's from Florida. He probably is. Yeah, this game's set yeah. in Florida. Yeah. <laughs>、um, here, here endeth the lesson, my friend. Bum, 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 bum. Ooh. <laughs> the the spiny shivers happening <laughs> again. <laughs> They、Ooh. just come to me. What can I say? <laughs> Uh, well, hey, buddy! Now we have actually done all、yeah. our bona fide days and all that stuff. Should we jump into、yep. this one? Let's dive in. Spooky old music of Alone in the Dark. There, hey, we are. Well, I'm playing this on PC. How how did you、yes. find this game, Jono? Yeah, I'm also also playing it on PC.、Uh, I picked up the trilogy on Good Old Games for like three quid or something. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. Good old yeah. games. Yeah, not not sponsoring <laughs> this podcast. Steam is available, but seriously, good old games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did the same thing, and actually, it does a funny thing when you boot up this game. It runs it in DOSBox. 
Because, of course, this is a game that ran on DOS in 1992. Blimey. So you you hit enter on that thingy, and what do you see, buddy? Well, first of all, you get a delightful infograms. Infograms? Infograms, yeah, that's right. Infograms logo, which um, is a, what are they, like a... Armadillo? That's it what, is yeah, an arm- armadillo. It's an armadillo. Yeah. Like a, like a rainbow armadillo. And then um, just when you think that they finished the logo, it spins around in a 3D manner going, look at us. Even our logo is polygons. <laughs> it's 1992. <laughs> We're doing things you're not expecting. Yeah. Check this out. Yeah. Um, and then you get uh, like a, a t- essentially a credit sequence, but it's like an Very old Very self-indulgent. Old, yeah. It's part of a, it's, it looks like an old battered book, maybe like the Necromonicon from Evil Dead. Yeah. Um, and you get like a, yeah, just basically like, you know, Alone in the Dark, and then you got published and produced and realized and directed by. That's one of my favorite um, that's, quotes. Yeah, that's a little bit too far, that yeah. one. Do you, know, do you know what I found really strange about this opening section, actually, is that they only had one artist listed for this whole game, mm. but they well, did have probably... two script writers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, screenplay by as yeah. like oh do, really screenplay and there's also best boys as like what do they do in the game I industry? don't know yeah. yeah I think that's a movie term in fact a lot of it this is. game smacks of yeah. wanting to be a movie yeah I yeah I think yeah. that's very much what they're trying to do which I guess in 1992 is kind of like my you know having a credit sequence and stuff in 92 is kind of mental so you know fair play to them to get that sort of cinematic atmosphere going yeah absolutely there was also an awful lot of stuff in the 90s where you you got the feeling that a lot of game directors were people that wanted to be in the movie industry <laughs> yeah yes I've certainly worked for one or two myself <laughs> who actually yep. wanted to be movie directors <laughs> And and instead they couldn't do that, so instead they're doing video games. And this sort of thing just reminds me of that an awful lot. But um, but yeah, so you get through the book stuff, and yeah. um, which was not a big team back in 1992. That's fair enough. No. And then it asks you, uh, do you just want to begin a new game? Do you want to save or load or whatever? So I just went straight into the the new game uh-huh. thing, and then it gives you two portraits to choose from, and it doesn't tell you what to do or why or anything. No, no. I mean, obviously, this stuff is in the manual. Yes, yes. Obviously, I read the manual. Um, <laughs> <laughs> mainly I'm glad so I could work out the controls because wow. Um, yeah. Anyway, so uh, I selected. There's a there's a male and a female character. I selected the male character who is the aforementioned Edward Carnaby, but the woman is called Emily Hartwood. That's right. I So I chose her first because I didn't... But the other thing about this is that it's very hard to see what was selected. <laughs> so yes. I didn't yeah. really know what I was doing. I just sort of pressed enter. And then it goes mm-hmm. into, she is reading a letter, or he, because I did both. Yeah. It's reading a very long sort of uh, internal monologue type thing where she's received a letter from some people saying her uncle's dead. And that he's mm. hung himself in the in this house, in the top floor of this house, uh, and that she needs to go and investigate it. And and the side from Edward Carnby is more that he's a private detective. Is that right? Yes, yes. Um, it starts off with, on my door, a dull brass plate says, private detective. Yeah. A few friends I have call me Carnaby. The others call me the reptile. Two script writers, Jono. Two script writers, yeah. don't forget. <laughs> I don't care to think what my banker calls me. Um, it's all very film noir, gothic horror nonsense. Um, yeah. But, you know, 
it very, very much, um, you know, very much, yeah, it's very much putting up that sort of atmosphere from a sort of like yeah. 50s detective show with a bit of a gothic twist. Right, I think this is even meant to be set in the 1920s, I think. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, but I'm talking about a show from that. that sure, era. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so basically um, he's hired to go and investigate this house where some sort of uh, bad, bad juju is going on. Yeah, and, uh, and, and then they sort of, they keep on talking as well, which was mm. amazing for me. I guess this game came on a CD. <laughs> yeah, it goes on for pages and pages and pages. Yeah. My favourite bit is uh, the end where he goes, because <laughs> he's talking about how, like, you know, there's like, it's, it's kind of, the house might be haunted and stuff. He's like, luckily, devil worship makes me smile. So this is my idea of a paid vacation. <laughs> yeah. Slightly odd yeah. there, Eddie, Eddie Slightly Carnby. Odd. Like yeah. a slightly strange duck. Yeah, Indeed. I even I thought that this was a very interesting way of opening a game. And yeah. I guess maybe in nineteen ninety two it was probably something you're like, Wow, there's someone on my computer reading at me. That's amazing. You know. Yeah. We, we, it's 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 really important when we're playing this to remember that this game is nearly thirty years old. Yes, yeah, exactly. It's, it's had um, kids by now, Jono. They, they've grown <laughs> up and flown the nest almost. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of crazy. It is, it is. Then you get like a little uh, intro thing of a car driving up to the house. And there's a really cool shot, actually, of um, as your character walks up to the house, there's a shot from the sort of top floor window. And there's yeah. just some creepy, gnarled looking hands on the windowsill. Enemy POV, this is, which um, yeah. they actually do in the game as well. There's certain points where enemies are about to attack you. And so they go to their point of view and they, mm. they have like this sort of, there's a weird pterodactyl thing or whatever it is that comes through the window at one point. And yeah. um, just before it does, it sort of switches to that the, the creature's point of view and it's looking in at you. It's really, really effective. I think back in those days, in fact, these days, you don't really kind of see that, that sort of stuff going on that much. No, no, it's it's it sort of speaks to the cinematic ambitions of the director because this is very much um you know the language of cinema. Uh, the yeah. way to build tension is you know putting POV shots of like the the an enemy and create to create tension and which yeah. works really well. Like it's it's you know the, there's a reason why it's still used in films. It works really well. Yes, yeah, absolutely. There's um there's one point actually where the car is driving up to the house in this sort of yeah. um this very pixely. It's not even FMV, is it? It's actually uh just in-game stuff, I think, cuz yeah, it's, it's pixel got these art. backgrounds. Yes, yeah, pixel yeah. art backgrounds with these sort of 3D model car thing. And then hmm. at one point a frog jumps across the road. Yep. And I'm just kind of wondering to myself why, because with a game like this, you know, there's something about that. It's not this. It's not just a random frog jumping across the road. There's going to no. be something there. And I was kind of wondering why is that there? I don't know. Well, looking at the enemy types that you see in this game, they do look a bit sort of um, um, amphibious, maybe. So maybe there's yeah. been some sort of um, Doctor Island of Doctor Monroe animal splicing ah. situation going on. Yeah, I don't know. That's conjecture because I didn't get a hell of a lot of story in my playthrough. <laughs> No, me neither. I got more the yeah. kind of the horror aspect of it. Yes, um, yeah, exactly. Well, so so then then you get your character, whichever one you chose, walking very slowly mm-hmm. through this kind of house all the way up to yeah. the attic. And this is all yeah. still in-game cutscene type stuff. Yeah. And then the game starts for real when yeah. you're in the attic and it gives you control. So, mm-hmm. so, so where do we start with this, Johnny? I'll tell you, what, let's start with the graphics, first of all. Yes. Um, graphically, what did you think 
of everything up to this point and and this this first opening reveal yeah so graphically i liked the sort of mix of 2d and 3d um i thought it was really good uh obviously the character model 3d character models are shady in fact i not to go too far ahead but um i uh did a quick like couple of minute run through with the with the other character towards the end of my playthrough and the character model for um emily is I mean, I I would wager that the person who designed her has never actually seen a woman in real life. It's fairly shocking. It's, it's very strange. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, Edward looks looks you know not not amazing or anything, but he looks pretty good for for the time. He looks very uh, like, presentable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like the the sort of the sort of hand drawn backgrounds um, environments were lovely, like really really nice and really and kind of added to a great sort of ambience. So yeah, it's it's thumbs up for me in general. Yeah, it's um. It's really funny because there's a, there's an awful lot of stuff going on here. They've got sort of um, 3D characters mm. walking around this um, what I assume is a 2D background. I don't yeah. think it. I don't think it's rendered. I think it's hand painted, like you say. But it's, yeah. But they don't really have the level of fidelity like, like you get from something like Baldur's Gate. And I know that was an, six years on from this mm, but yes. there's not an awful lot to it and i think maybe that was an artistic choice because there's not a lot to the 3d models so it would be a bit jarring if perhaps there was a really detailed background i don't know but then the other part of it is that they have objects within the stage that you can interact with which went which move as well and i i couldn't really work out if they were 3d or not did you what's what was your read on that i i, sh- I thought they were 3d but i mean yeah. i'm not I'm not um, au fait enough with with this sort of with with game technology, as it were, to work out how they did it. I mean, you, you'd be you'd be able to speak much more to that, but um, the fact that you're you're flummoxed as well means that they're obviously, they're obviously doing something quite smart because it, it it is it's they've obviously gone right. So the main character is the only one that kind of needs to move around in this space. So the rest of it is kind of uh, I assume some sort of devilish mixture of two D and three D. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the thing that it has going in it's um on its advantage is that it's such low resolution that it's quite hard to make out stuff yeah so so yeah. nothing <laughs> yeah. really like you know it, typically in, in sort of games like this you'll be walking around and there'll be like an object kind of almost glowing that it looks so out of place you know like well i've got to go and interact with that you know <laughs> That's, mm. that was just part of the 90s and i didn't really get that from this because i was walking around this initial attic kind of area and yeah. there are just sort of things that just look like they're part of the background which is why yeah. it sort of threw me off that they would be 3d or 2d i don't know but um but yeah so 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 let's talk about those controls then like walking around yeah. that attic it's very resident evil yeah so it's the the uh tank controls that you're used to from a from a resident <laughs> yeah. evil um one through three where um yeah. yeah you kind of yeah so you move around and then go forward in the direction um the which is fine you know like we've played a lot of those, you know a lot of those resident evil games silent hills etc which you which use those sort of controls that's fine mm-hmm. it's the um interaction and action controls that um absolutely baffled me for a while so if you press yeah. um en- enter on your keyboard you get like a, a actions menu and from there you can select things like open and close and fight and <laughs> pick up and stuff like that and yeah. so you have to kind of be you have to go into the menu and select which which pauses the game so it's not too not massively unfair but so unlike resident want, evil i think so resident evil yeah. the first one at least you go into your menu and things are still happening aren't they in the in the yeah um, but I you don't have to remember. change modes to get into combat um yeah. so it's, it's you know, <laughs> very true little column a little column b yeah so you go into your so if you want to so for instance the first thing you do is you go and pick up a lamp 
Yes. And you walk up to the lamp. Actually, no, that, so you walk up to the lamp, it auto picks it up, and that's fine. And then I, then the next thing I saw, like a chest. So I went over to the chest, and I was like, how do I open this? And like, cause I, I just walked into the lamp and picked it up. I assumed that I would just auto open the chest. No, my friend, that is not how no, it works. No. So what I had to do is go into the menu, action menu, select, um, open and search. Yep. Yep. Go back out, then hold down spacebar. Not just press spacebar, hold it down yep. um, whilst you wave your arms around in a sort of weirdly magical fashion and then decide to open the chest. Um, <laughs> at which point I found a gun, which was exciting. Yeah, it's it's kind of a crazy thing. I, I had to look this up as well because my first playthrough mm. ended before that happened. Yes, I, um, yes. I basically, it, it, okay, so first of all, the level design on this is pretty great because it starts mm. you off sort of the lamp is right in front of you at the very forefront of your screen it's a low angle camera as well almost mm. down where your chest is sort of thing and um and Ed- Ed- edward or is it emily the other one i can't remember emily yes yeah so your character is basically facing the lamp so all you have to do is just instinctively press up on the keyboard and you start yes. walking towards the lamp so that's a really nice sort of way into all this kind of stuff you don't have to turn and twist and all sorts of stuff you just mm. you just press up and you go and pick up this lamp and then i remember reading something in the letter bit that said about a secret compartment in the piano, I think. Yes. So I walked yeah. over to the piano, um, not really sort of realizing what kind of a game this was. And that's yeah. when that's when the fun enemy sort of looked at me. It suddenly switched to its point of view outside the yeah. window. And it looked through the window and then switched back to the camera that it was on before with me next to the piano. And then this kind of weird gargoyle thing that had been looking at me throughout out the window smashes through it. And yeah. proceeded to run towards me and start attacking me. Yes, and, That's and exactly I, I still didn't know what the um, I still no. didn't know what the fight commands were. I hadn't found that enter menu yet or anything yeah. like that. And I was like, <laughs> um, I guess I'm dead then. I don't know. <laughs> yes, so that I will say that happened to me on my first playthrough as well. So um, the yeah. second time through is when I found the shotgun um, and I'd looked up the the commands by now. So I found out how to use said gun and actually had to fight as well did you did you find some shells for the shotgun then as well the shotgun already had ammo in it oh did not realize this yes (laughs) okay so i used the shotgun and killed the gargoyle thing the first time yeah but then i thought because i died fairly soon after that on the next enemy because i'd run out of gun of um of bullets Uh, so i i but i found out that you know you can use hand-to-hand combat which essentially you hold down space bar and you press left or right to punch or up and down to kick yes and then you do that several times to knock over an enemy it's all this game is painfully slow as well i'd like to point out yeah Um, so you're like it's like bam and the thing falls over and then it's like gets up bam (laughs) coming coming towards you bam and if you miss time a swing um you get into this rhythm of the the enemy attacking you and then (laughs) you kind of die you can try and run away but i was having a lot of problems with that as well yeah there's there's actually the runaway command which is double tapping the up up arrow and then you can sort of run and and that tank style control you can kind of run in circles if you press Mm. left and right and stuff like that the um let's talk about that shooting a bit more because i never really got to do that i did some hand-to-hand combat stuff yeah so how did the shooting work then you press space bar once you've equipped you hold that you hold down space bar and then you press left and right to kind of aim like within the left and right sort of plane and then once you think you've got (laughs) you've got the the monster in your sight because sometimes you shoot and it looks like you're pointing right at them but you're not Um, and then you just press um, up to shoot and then they then they die after being shot a couple of times 
Yeah. So, so my second playthrough, mm. it says in the letter, oh, I don't know why my uncle would have pushed the wardrobe over the uh, window before he died sort of thing. Oh, and I okay. remember the gargoyle thingy coming in through the window. So I was just like, right, yeah. I ran straight over to the window, uh, the, the wardrobe, yeah. pushed it in front of the window and, uh, yeah. and hey, presto, no problem. Uh, Mr. Oh. Gargoyle could not get through. So I think an awful lot of this game is actually not combat heavy, which is maybe why the combat's a bit rubbish. Because yeah, the there's other puzzles that you can do to make to, to sort of get around it. So Mr. Gargoyle couldn't come in. And then I was messing around with the piano and I was like, oh, there's a trap door on the floor. I'll see if I can sort of get through that. And then all of a sudden that's where the second enemy comes from. So it bursts out through yeah. the floor. So I wouldn't be yeah. surprised if you can push something else over that trap door bit to stop that enemy from coming up. Yeah. Um, okay. That's very interesting. Yeah, yeah. And and that's, so my, 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 oh God, my playthrough of this was so bizarre because I started off going, this is absolutely horrendous. I don't mm. even know what the controls are. What is yeah. this clunky stuff? It's, it's horrible. And as I started to find out these more sort of nuanced bits of the game, I, I started to really enjoy it because then, then you can kind of leave the loft area. And yeah. at this point I was being chased by the zombie who was, who just come up through the, um, the trapdoor thing. So yeah. I sort of ran over to the, the door bit and it sort of, you go down some stairs. And there's a little yeah. kind of, I guess, storage area or something where you can pick up a bow, but no arrows, yeah. of course. No arrows, no. Yeah. No arrows. And then it's like a nice long corridor with four doors, uh, two on each mm-hmm. side. And this is kind of the bedroomy sort of area. Yeah. And so, so you can sort of go into those and, and yeah, there's like little mystery type bits. You know, there's, it feels like there's a lot more, um, variation and bespoke kind of detailing in this than there is in your Resident Evils. Um, so, you know, you yes. go to a, you go to a little dresser and there's a key there and that key is specifically for the chest in that same room. Um, and all the paintings yeah. have different things to say and all this kind of stuff. And I was kind of digging all that. I, I, I kind of, it swept me up with it a little bit. So, um, I, yeah, so once I started getting used to the combat a bit more and I started picking up some more stuff and, um, I found all that stuff quite interesting. Yeah. But, um, the, every time a monster turned up, it was fine. <laughs> you, if you got into the right rhythm, it was absolutely yeah. fine. But every now and again, you would just get, you'd miss a punch and then it'd start attacking you and then it would just attack you until you died and you couldn't run away from it. Yeah. And yeah, I found annoying. that, so frustrating and i've kept on forgetting to save obviously because like i'm an I'm a, you know idiot and auto save isn't a thing so <laughs> i kept on having to start again from the beginning yeah. and then on my there was like a a final sort of playthrough with the with the um with edward before i just did a quick emily try just to see what it was like yeah and i did everything and i killed the monsters and stuff and then i just walked down the corridor a bit and then the floor just gave way and i fell to my death oh death. no and i was like that's just unfair. That's that's not fun. And now I've got to start from the beginning again. Like that is, yeah. Uh, uh, that's 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 like that. It, I went from being like, oh, I'm enjoying this. I'm starting to get into it to being like, nope, <laughs> nope, nope, nope. So you I've, you had my trust, and now you've you've thrown it under a bus. <laughs> Fool me once, game. Yeah, <laughs> shame on yeah. me. Yeah, I, I um I wonder how long this game is. I've not looked this up, but I can't imagine yeah. it's any more than about forty five minutes to an hour. Or sure, something. sure, yeah. Because a lot of this game seems to follow um for for as much of it that is you know new and and exciting because you haven't really mm. seen stuff like this back in nineteen ninety two. This is pretty yeah pretty fresh as the kids would say back then as well. And, <laughs> sure. uh, and 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 for all those sort of things, there is still this trope of um the eighties style mud kind of games 
where you you sort of go into a world and then you have to learn each room effectively and sort of yes. be like right i know that going into this room the boot's going to crush me here or whatever there's yeah, a gun yeah. in the corner sort of thing so i need to go over and get that i've got to sidestep this and and it's sort of more of a kind of repetition game almost as opposed to these days you'd get something like this like a resident evil and it's mm. it's like a 40 hour long experience with bespoke stuff and everything like that cuz they've had oh, 300 people working on it where this this mm. was like a team of 10 on a yeah. on a CD draw a CD rom sort of thing you know so yeah that that sort of side of it was a little bit frustrating but i could kind of forgive it for that because it was doing so much new stuff for me yeah i uh, yes i i kind of, i do appreciate that i just feel like yeah i think maybe depends I, on the mood I, I as well doesn't li- it? yeah i was a li- maybe a little hard but like that honestly that instant death thing annoyed me so much that it really yeah. soured the rest of my the whole of my experience yeah that's a shame man yeah. um yeah actually there's there's something which uh i was thinking about what's this and it's that this game could really use a context sensitive button right mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah. and then i sort of got to thinking well hang on that wasn't invented yet and you can't expect alone in the dark to invent everything no. it's already done no. 3d <laughs> so yeah. that's you know fairly good and uh and do you know what the first game that i could in my research my very brief research and please do correct me if i'm wrong dear listener uh, the first game that included context-sensitive buttons, do you know what it was? Or can you guess? Context-sensitive buttons? Yeah, um, so if, if it... say, for example, like um, A is used mm. for a multitude of different things and it depends, like, what I'm facing, it'll say, like, yeah. open chest or something, A, as opposed to, you know, drink uh, water, A, that kind of thing. Yeah, not sure. First game, first game was yeah. Zelda The Ocarina of Time on the N64. Wow. That's, That's mad, isn't it? Crazy, isn't it? So before that, we'd always have to go into a menu, select the yeah. action that you wanted to do. And Zelda just went, forget that. We're just going to have an action button. And uh, and mm. I'll do the heavy lifting. Don't worry. Absolutely. Oh, mad. Zelda, my love. <laughs> um, well, hey, so I guess that's that's where your playthrough kind of ended then. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think if there was anything else on mine. I, I, did you find the saber? I did find the saber and I fought an enemy with it and then the saber broke halfway through yeah, me fighting it and then I just died. <laughs> I, I enjoyed that you could use the saber and it had a bit of a longer reach, but then it's only good for yeah. a few hits. And yeah. then after that, you can still use it, but it works more like a dagger because it's only got like yeah. a small little blade on it. I managed to kill a couple of enemies with that actually and it sort of gave oh, me a, a bit of a security blanket. Hmm. <laughs> that i didn't have but then i went into um one of the bedrooms and that dang gargoyle thing because i because it hadn't come in through the top windows it yeah. then came through this window instead and it just really? absolutely mauled me it was uh that's that's quite recent. cool see stuff like that and be able to sort of check put the um the cupboard over the window and stuff like that that is that's really cool yeah um, i wish yeah. i had kind of you know it makes me think that i'm been slightly harsh too harsh but um there's, yeah. I think there's an awful lot of consequential action-based yes, stuff in this which game. Is, which is awesome, especially for a game of this time. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I think, I think, and I, I, I'm just saying this because I've, I've not played it, but I think Alone in the Dark 2 perhaps strayed a bit away from that and went more to the sort of um, straight action-y sort of thing, which yeah. is maybe why it's looked on less fondly. Hmm. I can not see that. Well, I'll tell you what, buddy. Should we go into our, into our wrap-ups? Start sure. To, start to talk about that. Sure. So, Alone yeah. in the Dark, the original. Mr. Mm. Jono, did you want to keep playing? Did I want to keep playing? Despite the game's age, the graphics, music, and story do a great job of building atmosphere. The whole game is draped in a gothic Lovecraftian loneliness. 
However, this is let down by some seriously clunky controls and <laughs> terrible combat. I appreciate this spawned a whole genre, but after my playthrough, I didn't want to keep playing. I would rather play some of the games it inspired. Yeah, I was a bit... I, that It really soured yeah. me with the end of that game. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think and, I was there with you up until about 20 minutes into it as well. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, I gave it a 5 out of 10. 5 out of 10? That's still pretty good, though. Still yeah, pretty good. I guess lot, that's renovation. Yeah, there's a lot to like. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot to like. Um, just not, you know. And if they tightened up some of that core stuff, um, it would have been it would be great. Anyway, how about you, man? What did you think? Well, I too have written a little something. It goes like this: first impressions were extremely bad, but I kept reminding myself that this is this game is nearly thirty years old, and the more I played it, the better it got. Um, exploring an old creepy manor from this era feels relieved of any tropes that we expect today. The unpolished nature is almost refreshing in a time where modern titles fit so neatly into familiar boxes. I mean, this is funny, right? Because when you're sort of playing this kind of stuff these days, I found myself expecting an awful lot of stuff that wasn't happening. Like, for example, that bird. Um, I've blocked it here. I'm safe now. Let's move on to the next thing. And then it comes in the window below. And I'm like, well done, game. You've surprised me. (laughs) Well done. Yeah. Um, On the downside, I really struggled to get past the graphics. The low poly combined with the low res just really hurt my eyeballs. And and actually, this would be a perfect title to do a Resident Evil style remaster, I think, because there's an awful lot of cool Mm. gameplay stuff there. But it is let down by those controls and those graphics these days. But all in all, I I had a bad... Then a good and scary old time. So yes, Jono, I will keep playing. Because I'm, I'm kind of interested to see where this one goes, you know? Mm, interesting. See the old Lovecrafting. My score for it is a 7.5 out of 10. Ooh. Yeah. So that is... Do the maths. Going to carry the one. Um, which gives it a spooky 12.5 <laughs> out of 20. Uh, which puts it kind of mid-table, I believe. Um, mid-table. Puts, Not quite as good yeah. as Contra. Nope. Not quite as bad as Robocop. (laughs) Contra is still in the lead. Yeah, and maybe about the same as Harvest Moon. I guess we'll have to check our notes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, Okay, excellent. Well, I I tell you what, as well as a special sort of bonus, we can start publishing that ladder. Now we've got enough entries on our Instagram and we'll update it. Yeah, there there you go. A load of the dark. Done. So that's it for another week. <laughs> Certainly is, buddy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> two pros taking on another game. <laughs> Join us again next time. We're putting another classic game through its paces. Yeah. In the meantime, if you have any game suggestions for future episodes, or if you just want to get in touch, you can contact us across all social media on at Keep Playing Pods. We're available wherever you get your podcasts. So please hit them subscribe buttons, as it really helps us get noticed. And also, hey, we're on Spotify as well, Jono. We are on Spotify. <laughs> yep. I've made my peace with it. It's a good place to be. Get oh one week I will get through this without you shouting about Spotify. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so it would be amazing if you could leave us a rating and a review. Yeah, and hey, uh, Jono, we've not talked about this yet, but I've I've picked a game out for us to do uh, for next time. Ooh! uh, So we're going to get your your basic reaction on this right now. Yeah. So by the time we do our next episode, it'll be around about yep. the end of March and yep. Godzilla versus King Kong, or sorry, Kong, will be out in the cinemas slash video yeah. on demand. So I was going to think, why don't we do one of the better Godzilla games, 
Godzilla destroy all monsters melee. Uh, yeah, that sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, sounds good, right? I think, I think yeah. let's, let's do that one for the next one, huh? Brilliant. Sounds great. You're Maybe welcome. email me, remind me about that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure, no problem. <laughs> um, yeah, and hey, Jonu, hey, buddy, mm. if, if you're going to do a nice thing this week. Yeah. Why not just uh, just keep your GD mask on, you hooligan, when you go yes. outside? <laughs> Can't believe I've got to remind you about this every single time. Me? But, oh, uh, yeah, I'm a monster. Absolute <laughs> mask monster. And I don't yeah. just mean that uh, that Freddy versus Jason mask that you keep on putting on to go to the shops. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like a proper master to help everyone out with the old COVID situation stuff. Because, yeah. you know, it's uh, people seem to be letting their guard down a little bit. Now they think we're coming to the end. And that would be a terrible thing to do if we had to go back into another lockdown after this one. So, hey. Yep. Hey, help, 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 a, help a podcaster out and keep a mask on, buddy. Yes. Do you know what, oh, yes. though? If you're gonna do, if you're gonna do two nice things, as oh well. yeah, two nice things, yeah, yeah. What, tell, what tell, do? tell a GD actually double mask it, double <laughs> mask it. If that's the second good thing, third good thing, tell a GD yeah. pal about this GD podcast oh, that you're GD yeah. listening to, buddy. <laughs> yeah, spread the word, spread the word. We, spread the um, word. you know, we we luckily we didn't lose a lot of you during our little uh, hiatus, which is lovely. Thank you for all flocking back. But um, yeah. we can always do with more listeners. We love it. We love more listeners. Hey, we, we, we love you to listen. And we love you. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny loves you. <laughs> Benjamin does not. <laughs> um, so anyway, hey, man, what a, what a lovely week it's been and what a classic game it was. And I'm looking forward to getting into a little bit of Godzilla action. Um, yes. Everybody, please do stay tuned next week for the, um, the WandaVision spoiler special. And let us know yeah. if there's anything else you'd like us to cover. But until that time, Mr. Jono. Keep playing. Keep playing. Thank <laughs> you.